show, we have a very special guest, Mr. Steven Robinson. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I, I know that we've been trying to book something with you for some time now. You're a very well-known and popular relationships coach and author. Would you be willing to share a little bit more about yourself? Well, first off, before I do that, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. It is such an honor. Um, you know, I definitely love the content that you put out. So for the fact that I'm able to be on your show, I'm I'm greatly, greatly, you know, uh, ecstatic, I should say. Um, but a little bit about me, as you know, my name is Stephen Robinson. I'm a relationship coach. So I'm been a relationship coach for about a year and a half. And the reason why I became a relationship coach is because I was in two long-term relationships that ended in heartbreak and turmoil. Mm. And one of the things that a lot of people do when they, when they get a heartbreak, they start to blame the other person. Right. right. Um, but for me, I said, well, you know what, what could I have done better? Um, although I didn't lie, although I didn't cheat, or anything like that, there were still other things that I could have done better. Um, so that's actually how I started um, to become a relationship coach, because I started studying relationships just strictly to see what I could have done better. Um, then I started, you know, putting out little quotes here and there and started making little videos. And then, you know, my video started gaining traction. And somebody said, well, you know what, you should go back to school and become a relationship therapist. And if you know anything about me, I have two degrees. Um, so I didn't want to go back to school. I was all schooled out. <laughs> so somebody <laughs> said, you know what, you could become a coach. You don't need a degree to become a coach. So I thought about it for a while. And, you know, that's kind of how I got into that. But with that being said, um, through my research, I found out that there were a couple of ways that you can build a better connection with your spouse. So with that being said, I actually ended up writing a book called Revolutionize Your Relationship, Seven Fundamentals to a Better Connection with Your Spouse. You can find that on Amazon. You just type in Revolutionize Your Relationship and it should come up. Um, so it's not a long read at all, but you know that was one of, that's one of my most proudest things. But I coach people all over the United States. Um, you know, I have clients in California, Florida, Michigan, anywhere you name it. Um, I'm starting to coach people outside of the United States as well. Uh, so that's kind of what I have going on. And I've been featured on a you know a few podcasts. And, you know, like I said, one of the ones um, that I'm on that I'm ecstatic to be on is yours. So that's what I got going on. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Uh, first and foremost. And yeah, I definitely was actually um, <clears throat> looking at your book and everything going through it. And I would definitely be one of the first people to purchase it after listening uh, to this podcast, of course. And I'll be spreading that, of course, on my any channels that I have, because I already know that you're about to bring uh, some fire to the lovebirds today. Um, so today's topic, lovebirds, is the importance of forgiveness. And, I, and I'll repeat that. It's the importance of forgiveness. And you know how we do. We go straight into the questions. So I'm going to go ahead and drill you, Stephen. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right, man. So. Question number one, what would you say is the consequence of not forgiving someone? Okay, well, I think that's a very good question. But first and foremost, I would like to explain what forgiveness is 
versus what it's not in order to answer the question more efficiently. Is that okay with you? Of course, of course. Okay, so being a relationship coach is not exactly a relationship therapist, right? But my therapist friend defines it as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings, resentment, or vengeance towards a person or group, whoever hurts you, right? Regardless of whether they actually deserve it or not. So that's basically what forgiveness is. But what forgiveness isn't is it doesn't mean denying the offense or even condoning it, right? So by holding on to the desire of unforgiveness, have you ever heard that that saying that says, you know, if you hold on to that, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so that's definitely what it's like. So I want you to understand that if you hold on to for, un, if you hold on and not forgive the other person, you could become yourself. These are a few characteristics that you can become. You can become prideful, right? You could become mm -hmm. angry. You could become resentful, bitter, vengeful, like hostile, judgmental. You could become lonely, fearful, like you could become joyless defensive there's a, the the list goes on and on if you're refusing to forgive someone you know you can become those things and that's not being the best version of yourself right prideful people set themselves up as a higher judge than god himself who's continually continuously i'm sorry willing and waiting to forgive you right and me and most people know that you know i do relationships god way so with that mm -hmm. being said God is always willing to forgive us, right? He's not holding on to what we've done wrong if we come to him and we ask for forgiveness, right? And and when you forgive somebody, you're not always going to, you know, have a conversation with that person. It's just an internal thing where you decide, hey, look, I'm not going to hold on to this anger anymore because if I hold on to it, you know, it could be self-destructing. You know, I could start not being my best character self and I can start sabotaging other future relationships, whether it's romantic, whether it's business, whether it's friendship relationships, because I'm holding on to something, um, you know, a past hurt versus saying, hey, look, you know what? I'm going to choose to forgive this person. I'm not condoning their actions. But I'm going to internally make peace with this situation. And once you're able to make peace with the situation, you are able to move on and create better relationships with other people. Yeah, no, that was uh, I feel like that was a great explanation. I mean, just like that metaphor you gave, it's, it's pretty clear that if you are holding up that resentment and you're keeping it inside your body, a lot of people feel like it'll hurt the other person because they're kind of wishing that bad things or ill will on them, but they don't understand that all of that is just being experienced in their own body and that's causing their body harm and sickness. So it's like, even if it's not for the sake of the other person, for the sake of the, yourself, it's like forgiveness is, in my opinion, key, if you agree. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and one of the things that you said that I, I forgot to mention, but I'm glad you mentioned is you're right. It causes stress in the body and stress is like, um, I think it's like in the top five killers in America. Mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. if you're, if you're not forgiving somebody and you're, that causes stress in your body and stress, you know, it can lead to diseases. It can lead to all types of stuff 
um, that is not healthy for your body. Well, I wouldn't say disease, but uh, malfunctions in your body that shouldn't be there because you're harboring harboring this resentment that you have for this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that just people knowing that it could really help their lives take a turn for, you know, the better, just knowing that even if it's, it's not for whatever situation they've gone through that they've been hurt from, even if it's not to really just move away from that situation as, you know, forgiveness should be to just be completely done with that. It's like, you don't want to let that person still have a hold of you, you know, still have power over your life and your thoughts, your days, your decisions, because you are constantly thinking about that person, even though the situation is already done so far down the line, you know, there's some people who have um, these thoughts or ill will towards people who are out of their life. And it's been three, five years, 10 years down the line, and they can't even really live their lives anymore. And so yeah yeah that's that's absolutely correct and i mean i don't know if you have any like personal stories or anything that you can kind of give to the audience that kind of uh explains what it's like to forgive someone and what kind of feelings come out of forgiving people yeah definitely so i do have a story i have a personal story about myself um as i told you in the beginning of the podcast i was in two long-term relationships right and the first relationship I was with this woman for eight years. Okay. And she cheated on me with 13 different men, 13 different men. Right. So imagine the type of resentment, you know, the type of hurt that I had inside myself. Right. But I had to find it in myself. Like I said, not to condone it, but to forgive and make peace with that. Because if I did not do that, right, it would affect any relationship that I had moving forward because I would start to be like, oh, you know, all women are cheaters, and, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So um, it's not easy. So what I like to tell a lot of my clients is that's something that you have to feel through. You have to go through it. You can't ignore it. Right. So when you're forgiving somebody, you're going to feel these feelings of hurt. You're going to feel these feelings of, you know, resentment towards them. You're going to you're going to have ill feelings towards them. But you have to make a conscious decision to say, hey, look, you know, I understand that I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling hurt. And even in in, in an instance, you can scream, you know, you can. You, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen it on TV where, you know, somebody's so mad or so hurt that they grab the pillow and they scream into the pillow. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want, you could write a note, you know, to that person, but never give it to that person. You know, releasing all your emotions mm-hmm. um, towards that person to let that go. So some of the feelings that come out of uh, forgiveness is, you know, the fact that you have to acknowledge that, hey, look, I'm hurt, you know you have to acknowledge that, hey, look, I am hurt. And if I continue to allow this, it truly, truly can alter the way that I live. Um, so hopefully that gives you, um, that answers what you were asking me. Yeah, no, that was very, uh, very powerful, a very powerful story and example. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, like as a person who listened to your story, it would be hard for me not to believe that you don't understand the power of forgiveness just because like everything that you're doing now, it's seen, it could have been 
you know, in result of that experience and like all of the emotion and creative energy that you have used from that situation is now causing you to become such a successful person helping other people heal from relationships. And I think that's amazing just to say. Right, right. And I just want to add one more thing um, because, you know, a lot of people think that uh, forgiveness is a place of weakness and it's really not a place of weakness, right? It's actually a place of strength because it takes more strength to say, hey, look, I'm going to forgive this person no matter if they deserve it or not. It takes more strength to do that. So that shows a lot about your character, your mind and your soul. So I just wanted to make sure that I put that out there. Yes, yes, most definitely. Okay, well, the second question is, and I'm sure, and you've touched this a little bit in some of your other answers, but it's, would you say that there is power in forgiveness? Yes, absolutely, there's power in forgiveness. Um, because one of the things is when you're able to forgive, right, that sharpens your character, mm-hmm. right? Because um, like I said, and I, I'm going to keep going back to this because I want all the listeners to understand that we're not condoning the action, right? But when I say it sharpens your character, you know, you're able to take a blow and get back up from it, you know, and every blow is going to be slightly different, right? Every, um, every moment of forgiveness, it might, some might take, you know, longer than others, but the power in forgiveness is not about them, right? It's actually about you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go back and I hope I don't offend anybody. But like I said, you know, I, I do relationship God's way. And the Bible, it talks about the importance of forgiveness, right? In one of the scriptures, it says, you know, forgive your brothers and sisters, because if you don't, I won't forgive you. Mm. So to me, that right there shows that there's so much power in forgiveness because God says, hey, look, I'm commanding you to forgive others, right? Because if you don't, I won't forgive you. And to me, that speaks power all in itself. No, that, that I completely agree. There's a lot of, of power in that. And, you know, there's a lot of Christian listeners so I know that they'll appreciate your use of scripture to, you know, stand behind everything that you're saying, because it just solidifies the importance of forgiveness. So I, I definitely appreciate you using that and, and not being, you know, afraid to put that out there, because I think that that is a very powerful thing to have that relationship, you know, with in spirituality with God and then to also apply those things to your relationship. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. So question number three, what would you say are your steps to forgiving someone? And I know you said your, your story and everything. So I kind of just want to know what your thought process was during that time and what did it look like during those steps in the process when you were working through that situation in, in order to get to that point where you felt free of it and you felt like you could really fully forgive that person? Right, right. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that I, I want to share is like the only way, you know, you can accept new joy, which it could be a new relationship or anything like that and happiness into your life is you got to make space for it, right? Mm-hmm. So if your heart is filled up with pain and hurt, how can you be open to anything new, 
right? So one of the, the, the steps that I, I teach a lot of my clients is, number one, you got to make the decision to let it go, mm. right? Things don't just disappear on their own, right? You need to make a commitment to say, hey, look, I'm going to let this go. You know, if you don't make this conscious choice up front, you could end up self-sabotaging anything moving forward, right? And then number two, you know, express your pain and your responsibility, right? Like I said in the very beginning, right? I could have blamed her for what she did, right? Mm -hmm. But I accepted my responsibility in that. And one of the responsibilities that I was able to accept is, guess what? You know, I wasn't around the way she needed me to do, needed me to be. I would put work first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would always be like, oh, you know, sweetheart, I can't do this because I got to be at the office. When in all actuality, I didn't really have to be at the office. I was just a workaholic. Mm. So, so, you know, that drove her. That was one of the, you know, the factors that drove her away, um, you know, and just not being there for her emotionally where I could sit down and I can talk and I can listen to her. Like, I wasn't a good listener at one point in time. Right. I was one of those people that would listen to reply, <laughs> you know, and that and that was that. Mm. So expressing your your pain and your responsibility in in the action right so step number three right stop being a victim and blaming others and that goes back to point number two where you got to take responsibility for what you've done right you know step number four you want to focus on the present the here the now and the joy that you can experience now is the time to let go you got to let go of the past and stop reliving it because if you keep reliving it, it's almost like putting a bandaid on, right? And then ripping it off every time <laughs> and expecting your cut to heal. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, stop telling yourself the story, you know, of what happened, you know, it's forever. You're having that, that victim mentality, right? You can't undo the past. All you can do is make today best day of your life mm. and every day moving forward so don't focus on the past focus on the present the here and the now right mm -hmm. and then forgive them and yourself mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and and i keep going back to this this is not condoning right I, I want people to understand this you know it's not condoning you're not forgetting the other person's bad behaviors you could have a conversation they can say sorry and they can really mean it and you could forgive them or if you don't have that conversation you have to find it in yourself to say hey look you know what i'm gonna forgive this person although i might not continue down um, you know, whatever relationship I have with this person, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business partnership because of their character, but I making the conscious and deliberate choice to actually forgive them. And so those are basically my five steps on how to forgive somebody. And um, one of the things, and I think I mentioned this in another, uh, another question is like when you express your, your pain, um, one of the best ways I find uh, that clients have been giving me feedback is to write that letter mm. to whoever hurt them to get all their emotions, all their anger, all their resentment, all their ill feelings out, um, you know, of their body. It's, it's almost like a, a release. Oh, and other thing, prayer, prayer mm. helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Talk to God, 
ask God to soften your heart to be able to forgive. So, man, I people are gonna have to keep rewinding that that five steps portion because that was a lot of just value. I, I would I would have to say, like even me listening to it, I gained a lot of value, and I could remember myself when I was going through those uh, that portion of time when I was forgiving, you know, the person that I was um, needing to forgive. And it's just something that you said that really resonated with me was that you have to forgive yourself too, and that you have to, you know, live in the moment. I mean, I think people really forget that once things are done, like the past is the past, and all you can do is take advantage of the day, like you said, and, you know, live your best day. And what I think is cool is, and I, and I want, you know, the lovebirds to realize this, is whenever you do meet that person that's right for you, you are no longer really thinking about that person who hurts you. You know, it's like as soon as you move on and you find the person that you truly love, that person that, you know, God has planned for you, all this stuff that you went through in the past is just kind of eradicated. You know, you're able to just enjoy that person and love in the moment. And you're not thinking about all the stuff that happened to you. So it's, it's, it's like, as you know, these things, it's like, why, why would you continue to live in that hurt? Like you said, why would you continue to take the bandaid off and not let it heal? If you, if you have a plan and purpose to be with someone that you know is going to love you for you, you should, you should be expecting someone who's going to love you and treat you right. And you shouldn't live so much in a hurt. So that I definitely felt what you were saying in, in that in that sense. Thanks. Okay, great. <laughs> so um I I wanna hear a little bit more about your book and and how you have worked with couples in the past and what that what's your book literally I just wanna know a little bit more about your book and your steps, your seven steps. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Uh, yeah, I think we got cut out a little bit. Um, I want to know a little bit more about your book and your seven steps in revolutionizing uh, relationships. If you could share a little bit about that. Yes, definitely. So what I've done, um, it's just a collection of me interviewing very successful married couples. And when I say successfully married, that have been happily married because you could be married and not happy Mm. correct yeah correct for sure right so i interviewed them um which they've been married i think uh the the least amount of time was i think it was 15 years was the least amount of time and the most amount of time was i think it was 42 years So one of the things that I did was I interviewed them and I asked them, you know, certain questions to see if they all had, you know, certain things in common in regards to a better connection with their spouse. So one the things that I found, I found seven things. um, And one of them was to accept them for who they are. And and I'm talking about married couples right here. So, um, you know, dating, it's it's a little bit different. Right. 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 once you decide to say, hey, look, I do, right? You have to, you know, you make these vows to death do us part, all this other stuff, right? Now, in the Bible, 
it talks about basically the only grounds for divorce is adultery, you know, where you're going off and you're, you know, having sexual relations, cheating or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you decided to get married, right, you have to accept them for who they are, flaws and all. Now, that's not to say that you can't, you know, uh, give them constructive criticism where to where you grow in these areas, but you can't you can't change somebody, you know, unless they, unless they truly want to change. So one of the things you want to do is you want to sit down. If, you know, if, if something's truly bothering you, you need to be able to communicate that to the person and you need to sit down and say, Hey, look, you know, babe, sweetheart, honey, whatever you, whatever you guys call, call each other (laughs) and say, Hey, look, you know, this is really affecting me. You know, is there anything that we could do? I'm not trying to change you as a person, but is there anything that we could do um, that we can kind of meet in the middle? And and you have to be prepared for that person to say no. And if that is the case, you have to accept them for who they are because you decided to marry them. And during the dating process, you know, I like to call that the evaluation stage. You know, you evaluated a lot of these things and you made the conscious effort to say, hey, look, you know, I want to marry this person and I do. So now you have to accept them for who they are. Um, and then number two, you know, make your appreciation known. You want to, you want to, um, foster what I like to call an appreciation environment, right? Because when you show your, your spouse or your, your, uh, your partner that you appreciate them, they draw closer to you, mm. you know, and I don't know if you would agree with that, but you know, if, you're in a relationship, right? And you're showing this woman that you truly, truly appreciate her, right? And it doesn't, you don't have to be buying her things, but, you know, words work just as well, as long, you know, as well as with action. Mm-hmm. If you're telling her and you're showing her that you appreciate her or him, it draws that person closer to, to you because we all have this longing to be loved, mm-hmm. to be appreciated, wouldn't you agree? I would 100% agree. Great, great. And so um, the third thing is actually being authentic, right? So a lot of us, you know, we, we get into these relationships and we try to be somebody that we're truly, truly not, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be our authentic self. And the reason why I say that is because once you, when you are authentic, that's what builds intimacy. And a lot of people seem to think that intimacy has to deal strictly with sex, which that is not the case. Intimacy, the definition of that is closeness, familiarity, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're authentic, right, that person can love the real you. But if you're not authentic, that person cannot love the real you. They're loving um, a representation of you, but that's not the real you. So being authentic is probably my, my favorite chapter because that is you truly being your your true self, being transparent, right? Um, the other, the, you know, number four is embracing the differences, right? Prime example, you know, I was with a woman who moves kind of slow. You know, me, I like things a lot more fast paced, <laughs> right? But, and it used to get on my nerves that she moves so slow. But once I started to embrace the difference, right? Mm-hmm. I started to see that, you know, guess what? It is good to slow down every so often. Mm-hmm, Why? Mm-hmm. Because 
if I'm always on the go and I'm always going fast, 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 you know, I forget things, I lose things, you know, so to have that balance where, hey, look, she's like, hey, babe, slow it down a little bit, you know, and I really embrace that for, you know what, this could be a good thing. It's not my way all the time. It's not my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, look, I have a, a certain way of doing things that works you know, for me at certain times, but then there's certain things that might be different in her aspect that could be beneficial to me as well. So embracing the differences is pretty big. Um, and being supportive, that's number five, right? Being supportive of your, your partner's dreams, being supportive of your partner's decisions. And even if you don't like the decision, that's when communication comes into play, where you have to say, hey, look, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this decision, you know, but if this is something that you truly, truly, truly want to do or need to do, you know, how can I be, you know, how can I support you? You know, because you, we always hear the saying, um, you know, with you, you know, having having your your podcast and me having my business as a relationship coach. Right. Mm -hmm. When we tell somebody, you know, our, our dreams and our goals. Right there there could be dream killers out there oh yeah right? where, for sure where they're like they might say oh you know what your podcast is not going to be the number one relationship podcast you know they're gonna they're gonna say steven you know you're never gonna be a top relationship coach mm -hmm. right and imagine mm -hmm. if that was in your own relationship yeah you know if that was in your own relationship what is that going to do that's going to draw you further from your spouse that's not going to draw you allow you to have a better connection with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree completely. And number six, right? Understand their humanity, right? Like we're all humans, right? We don't need to treat somebody like they're a God or they're less than, you know, we all make mistakes, you know, and that's where we have to have grace where when somebody makes a mistake and this ties into forgiveness, right? If somebody makes a mistake, you know, we have to show them grace. And especially if it wasn't on purpose, right? We have to understand that they're human. We have to understand that they make mistakes and we cannot hold them to the standard that we would hold God. You know, God is the only perfect, uh, you know, Jesus walking this earth was the only perfect human being. You know, mm -hmm. you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. So we have to understand that our partner is not perfect and we can't expect them to be perfect. So we have to allow them to make mistakes and we have to give them the grace needed for forgiveness. And then last but not least, right? You want to transform your demands into objectives, right? You, if you, if I'm in a relationship and I'm demanding, you know, my woman, you know, do this all the time, do this, do this, or the woman demanding that I do this all the time versus, hey, making it an objective, like, you know, a topic that we can kind of work through, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to push somebody away. You know, nobody wants, well, I won't say nobody, but the people that I know don't want to be in a demanding relationship where they're constantly demanding from you and they're not giving back to you. You know, so if there is an issue, you know, hey, look, we put this on the table and we say, OK, 
how can we come together and make this an objective and solve this problem instead of me demanding it be this way or demanding it be that way? Because if you keep demanding, you are going to push your partner further away. And if you are objective, that means you guys are working together as a team. It's us and not, hey, this is my way. That's, you know, or the high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are the those are the seven um, character traits that I found when I interviewed these couples, these married couples um, that all stood out. And, you know, there's other ones as well. But these were almost like the seven that had the because I, I interviewed I think I interviewed 55 couples, 55 couples. And um, these are like I said, these are the characteristics that stood out amongst the 55 that I I interviewed. Well, like I said, I'm definitely going to check that book out and I hope everyone that is listening can too. It's revolutionize your relationship, seven fundamentals to a better connection with your spouse. So all of you married lovebirds, please check this book out by Stephen Robinson. Um, I actually may purchase it as soon as we get off of this. So (laughs) (laughs) that was, uh, that was, I feel like that was an amazing value for anyone, even outside of marriage as I'm not married yet. And, you know, if you're not married, it it does help to get some knowledge and understanding before you make that decision, you know? Right. So, um, because I, I feel like, I feel like all of those, um, apply, you know, maybe not, maybe not number one, accept them for who they are. Cause if you're dating, you don't have to accept them you know you know well, i won't say I won't, you know what let me let me rephrase that let me rephrase that i won't say that you don't have to accept them because you know they're human beings mm-hmm. so accept them as a human being but you don't have to accept you know them talking down to you mm-hmm. you don't have to accept you know i like to call it non-negotiables mm-hmm. right if there's mm-hmm. certain things that are non-negotiable when you're when you're dating or looking for um you know a partner then don't settle. Don't accept it. Don't accept that. The, 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 how would I say it? I guess like the character you accept them as a human, but don't accept the character traits that they, you know, give to you that could be harmful to you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I definitely do. Um, Do you have any, any last tips for the lovebirds, like anything that you feel like would help them out in their relationships? Um, yeah. So one of, one of the things that I like to say is that if I ever date a woman, right, regardless of whether we marry or not, mm-hmm. I want her to be able to say, Hey, I'm a better person for having spent time in proximity with him. Right. And I believe that if everybody had that mentality going into the relationship to say, hey, look, you know, I don't ever want this person to leave worse or hurt, even Mm. though we don't, you know, get married or go to the next step. But I want them to be better for spending with me. I think that we would have a better a better relationship in our society because that means everybody is caring. Yep. You know, everybody cares about, hey, look, I want to bring out the best in you, you know, for from what I can do, you know? And like I said, if you don't get married and they, they move on to somebody else, you know, that person should want to bring out the best in that person. 
you know, that, you know, if you're not ready to do that, then stay single, (laughs) not get into a relationship. If you are not ready to invest and be a servant, but not a servant to where you're a slave, but serving each other. If you're not ready to do that, if you're not ready to be what I like to call hot, honest, open, and transparent, Mm. don't get into a relationship. Hot is what again? It's honest, open, and transparent. Transparent. Honest, open, and transparent. Hot. That... I'm writing that down. I don't know about you guys listening. I'm writing that down. My my last thing, I know that I said if you have any last tips, but I, I do think that it is, it, it is important for those listeners who are single. What would you say for those who are single, if they aren't ready, how can they prepare themselves? And I know you said, you know, servitude and being a servant, though. What, what is your take on singleness? All right. So singleness, number one, is not a disease, right? Singleness is probably the best time in your life because you can work on yourself, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to account for anybody to that magnitude. So if you're not ready, then what you need to do is become, I won't say the best version of yourself because you can always get better, mm-hmm. but you want to continuously work on yourself. You want to see where you fall short. And what I mean by that is start to really pay attention to some of the character traits that you have. How are you dealing with your friends? How are you dealing with your family? If your friend says something, do you get quick angry, right? If you Mm. get quick angry, then, hey, look, this is something that you need to work on, right? If, if If you're selfish, right, if it's all about you, guess what? That's something that you need to work on because being selfish is not going to work in any relationship, no matter if it's a romantic relationship, friendship, business relationship, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So you need to be that person that you're searching for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I completely agree, brother. I completely agree. Well, lovebirds, I mean, you, you heard it from an amazing an amazing relationship speaker. If you guys have any questions about today's episode, for me, Steven, you can message them directly to the Relationships Podcast. Steven will be on there also. You can message them, and I can shoot them to him directly. And you can also reach out to the 24-7 Good Relationships Hotline number. That is 309-603-3511. Again, that's 309-603-3511. Thank you, Lovebirds, for listening as always. And thank you, Stephen, for being a guest and bringing out the heat. Well, thank you once again for having me on your show. Um, Like I said, I was very, very ecstatic to work with you because your content is just amazing. You're putting out great knowledge uh, for the, the the whole relationship community, you know, for the singles, you know, the people that are in relationships. So you're always dropping gems. So it was such an honor to be a guest on your show today. Man, I appreciate that. And I mean, you already know we're going to collaborate a lot more in the future, brother. 
definitely. Well, that's all we got for you today, lovebirds. And as always, stay blessed, not stressed.